Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of the Diz Unlimited podcast. I'm Craig Williams, and joining me for today's virtual roundtable discussion, we have a great group of individuals, and that includes Rhino. Hello. We have Hannah Anderson. Hello. And we have Elaine Edwards. Hi, friends. And I guess I should have mentioned that both uh, Hannah and Elaine, of course, are also Dreams Unlimited travel agents. So if you're looking help booking a vacation, they're the ones to go to. Booking a vacation. (laughs) What was the sentence? Looking help booking? Looking for help booking. Uh, (laughs) Looking for help booking a vacation. You should go. Yeah, listen. It's uh, it's been a long day. Uh, We we started our day bright and early at Steakhouse Seventy One for a breakfast review that will be coming out later. And uh, I am, uh, you know, I'm I'm wiry from the coffee. (laughs) I'm excited to have this conversation today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, we have to cover Luminous, the Symphony of Us. Rhino and I gave our first impressions, uh, but there's way more to discuss with that with. All of that, plus World Celebration Gardens, uh, a big time for Epcot for sure. Uh, probably throw in a little bit about Haunted Mansion over at Disneyland, and then we're going to finish the show by uh, grading everything that Walt Disney World has done over the past year. And of course, we're going to miss stuff in there, but uh, yeah, we got we to gotta give some grades to what the year was like, because it honestly was a massive year for Walt Disney World, even if it doesn't seem like that. But uh, I already mentioned Dreams Unlimited Travel. I'll mention them one more time. If you like our content, you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no obligation quote. Now, I think we'll start off with Luminous, the symphony of us, because it had its big debut last Tuesday night at Epcot. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a big day that day for Epcot, having World Celebration mostly open, minus Communicore Hall. The Walt the Dreamer statue was revealed. uh, And then we got to see what that entire area was going to look like at night once it was lit up and kind of worked in connection with the points of light on Spaceship Earth. And, uh, you know, obviously the biggest part of it was the debut of Luminous, the Symphony of Us. And I I don't even know where to begin the conversation with this without just like jumping right into it. But I think I'm going to throw it to you, Hannah, because you didn't get to share any of your thoughts yet on it. What did you think about the show? Yeah, so I saw it over the weekend. So it had been a few days. I tried to not watch any of the videos just so I could go into it kind of with fresh eyes. And um, in general, I really liked it, especially uh, the Disney songs that were included. Um, There were definitely some uh, tearjerker moments in there. Um, I think, you know, overall, I'm, I'm very happy with it. It kind of puts the icing on the cake to uh, finishing some of the Epcot projects. Uh, Fireworks were awesome. I thought they were um, very impressive. I really liked um, exactly what we're showing now with uh, some of the 
light features and yeah, overall really enjoyed it. I feel like it was um, a nice addition to um, the Disney world fireworks. I will say it wasn't, I don't know if it was the narration or there were a couple moments where it felt a little flat for me. Uh, I know we talked about um, like previous Epcot fireworks last time and, I still feel like it's up there for me. I, like I said, enjoyed it. Uh, the narration sometimes got, I don't know, Disney does this where it's like things get really wordy and like so many mm-hmm. adjectives. And uh, I did, you know, like the opening um, line just about how, you know, we're more alike than we are different. Like I felt like that was nice without being too cheesy, I guess you could say. Um, so I think that was cool how they kind of tied together uh, world showcase with everything they're doing at Epcot. So yeah, I mean, overall I was, I was very happy with it. Um, it didn't knock my socks off. Uh, one thing that was interesting and I don't know, we went, uh, we went this weekend and we went Sunday and it was rainy. And so the, uh, video itself was kind of, or the video, the fireworks were a little bit, um, foggy, I guess you couldn't see them as great. And then, uh, there were like uh, debris from fireworks, like all over the place. And I don't know if that was just the wind, <laughs> but it was kind of funny. Like, uh, and I've seen that before at Disney, but uh, yeah. So I don't know if that was just a fluke thing, but, uh, and I stood on the other side of the Christmas tree um, right there at the entrance to world showcase. So I don't know if it's just where I was, but um, yeah, I would, I would make a point to go see these fireworks on your next uh, Disney vacation. Elaine, did you watch it for me? Awesome. Uh, Elaine, did you watch the video of it? Because obviously you don't live in Orlando. I did. In fact, Um, if, if everyone doesn't know, Craig is basically the best fireworks videographer on the internet. And he has a Mm. awesome selection of all of the fireworks shows over on our other um, YouTube channel. And so I did watch it and I'll tell you, I, I don't, obviously seeing it on video is different than seeing it in person. It's going to be much, much, much more spectacular in person. I did not have issues with it. I mean, I think it is 20 times better than the taco barges for sure. Um, the big thing with that is that I feel like both in Magic Kingdom and in Epcot, when it was getting more, screen and projection heavy and less fireworks that it was really taking away from a lot of the shows. And especially in Epcot, because you had to be right on the water if you were going to be watching that show, because otherwise, if you were further out um, in the future world part of the park, or if you were out on the boardwalk, you were getting 10 minutes of nothing and then a couple of fireworks. And I felt like that just didn't hold people's interest where this is a true fireworks show. And so I am all for that. I like that you don't necessarily have to be fighting for a spot two hours in advance to be right on the water. You don't have to have that perfect spot. You'll be able to see it all around the world showcase. You'll be able to sit in the new, I can imagine a lot of people are like, going to want to sit in the new gardens area there and take advantage of seeing the fireworks from there. You'll be able to see them from the boardwalk. So I liked the music that I heard as 
especially you'll be in my heart because I love that song and it always makes me cry. Mm -hmm. So I just, I didn't have a problem with it, but again, all I did was watch it on YouTube on my phone. So. What's interesting is I didn't think Mm -hmm. about it till afterwards. Sorry, Craig um, was uh, I didn't realize there were two toy story songs in it. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, When she loved me and you've got a friend in me, but yeah, I will um, say with You've Got a Friend in Me, uh, the, the one part of it is that they only used You've Got a Friend in Me, like that actual line mm-hmm. once, and the rest of it was actually instrumental. And that's one of the things to me that I feel like this show needed more of. Uh, it needed more instrumentals. And I know I shared that in the first impressions, but uh, I they are so reliant on words to tell you how to feel and mute and the lyrics to tell you how to feel rather than realizing like, you know, there are, there are people People who will come to these parks. Yeah. Yeah, There there are people who can come to these parks who don't know anything about Disney. And I think they can still get the idea of the sadness behind remember me or when, when she loved me without needing the lyrics directly in there. That they're like, well, even beyond that, the narrator will be like, remember when yeah. somebody died in your life? Here's a song to make you cry. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, but don't worry. Yeah. You're never truly alone. You're like, yeah. well, like I was really alone just then. So yeah. <laughs> thanks and for that. There was just a couple moments where it was like with uh, Proud Corazon uh, from Coco. Like that entire mm-hmm. section was all instrumental, except then they randomly like pipe in with uh, my love for each other will live on forever. And it's like mm-hmm. that didn't like you. The idea and the feeling behind the song was still conveyed without needing the actual singing involved. And I, I don't know. I felt like you could start to hear that Epcot theme that uh, Pinar Toprak uh, did you know for beacons of magic and then mm-hmm. worked on the music with this show and world celebration area like that theme was weaved throughout this show and mm-hmm. you could hear it but with the singing involved i felt like it kind of took a little bit out of it so i i wish they would have pulled back on it and not made it so in your face and if they would have done that then the narration would have made more sense then then tell me what to feel if i don't recognize that song uh then let me know like oh this is what you should be feeling in this moment with this section but to have both kind of felt a little bit redundant to me but uh to be positive i do truly love as elaine said you can not only watch this show from any point around World Showcase, you can watch it further out. You don't need to be right up along there. And that's something that I love about like the holiday times when they would do the holiday tag or 4th of July. Mm-hmm. You're looking to the skies and you're hearing the music around you. That's that's what a, a good fireworks show should be. It shouldn't be relying on if you're not seeing this moment, then you're not getting the full effect out of it. Not that a show can't be great if it has that in there, because I do think Harmonious, when you had that perfect view and it, it all played together. But with this show, you can truly watch it anywhere and still have an mm-hmm. appreciation for it. And that's when the parks are getting busier and busier. I think that's really important. I have yeah, a quick I mean, question. We... Go. Just because I couldn't see it in the video. Um, I saw that they did have uh, perimeter fireworks going around the water. Did they do anything with the buildings as far as the different countries? Um, I know previous and some of the other Mm -hmm. shows, they bring in the lighting on the buildings. Mm -hmm. I 
think they did when in the beginning because the show starts with the with the before the heartbeat symphony it has the the great welcoming where they say welcome in all the different languages and i believe they highlighted then but when rhino and i watched it uh we were in uh italy and i don't know because of like i where we were you know, we had a decent view of Canada and a little bit of Mexico, but I feel like so much was blocked off and I was like concentrating so hard that I wasn't paying attention to what was happening I, around I, me. I asked about that, I uh, about what you're talking about, because we could see like Canada lit up and that was it. And I was like, why is Canada lit up during this French song? But um, well, I understand that. I meant, why is Canada lit up? Well, the Beauty and the Beast song is playing and. Um, I think it was, it was a, like, it was an error, like a mistake. It was a, one of the, it was like a malfunction or something like that. So I, I, I I thought what was cool, you know, um, continuing on your question, Elaine, was that like how spaceship earth was incorporated into the show as well, because Mm -hmm. there was like, you could, that view of that for some reason just seems so clear. And, and the, it, it was really cool to be like, yeah, wow. We've never really incorporated it before in this, this sort of a way. Yeah. Like, why not? I wonder that every time. Like, why not? Yeah. And I think they did it so well this time. Like, specifically, um, there there was one moment, I think, I don't remember if it was in either the beginning of the show or it was in the beginning during the welcoming portion as they kept adding different countries saying welcome uh the spaceship earth just slowly kept rising with the lights Mm -hmm. and they just kept coming up and it was it was one of those things where it was like it was powerful because it was it was almost like a reverse countdown to like okay once spaceship earth is lit this thing is going off and there were a ton of fireworks in this show (laughs) like they still not like holiday tag version but they they knew that this was a nighttime spectacular and they didn't they didn't hold back from trying to make it spectacular so the lighting was cool the lasers were cool spaceship earth being integrated in like mm-hmm. they they put a lot in this show whether or not it fits in epcot i mean we can we can all, all argue that day and night i think that will always just be way too subjective but it's they did they did something with this show that they should be proud of but I, I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going to sit at ultimately for me with Epcot. Uh, Illuminations, Reflections of Earth had issues. Harmonious had issues. This show has issues. Maybe I just have to start accepting there's no such thing as a perfect firework, firework show. Pyro but show. But we all have issues. That's what mm. makes us human. In the great oh, symphony right. of us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just uh, want a shirt now that says Epcot, you don't tell me how to feel. <laughs> we don't gotta get me. on Epcot that says yes i do <laughs> yeah. oh, the voiceless um, well faceless narrator she has a voice i was we heard it i was gonna say um i saw a video of it from the other night and i i saw online people were questioning whether more fireworks even more fireworks had been added since it started and I was like, wow, I mean, so I know you, you said there was a lot of fireworks in it and, you know, and I, Elaine said something earlier that I didn't really think about either, where she was saying, you know, how they, other shows have started incorporating screens and projections more and more mm-hmm. and these other sort of effects. It's interesting. This is the first time in a while we have like truly 
a show that is relying on the fireworks, like on the pyro again. And so, you know, this, this, I, I think that's kind of cool to think about it that way, where this is like our one like true fireworks show. Mm-hmm. I was really scared that we were just moving in that direction. Yeah. That it's just going to be screens, projections, and like three fireworks at the end. Mm-hmm. And I hate to see that because I, I do love fireworks. I love fireworks. And so, Me too. Yeah. It does some fireworks. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was Uh, nice for us because we, uh, took my son and he's little. So like getting set up for a fireworks show, like we don't do that very often where we like camp out and find a spot. So that was great just being able to kind of just park somewhere. And we didn't have a great view, but because it's firework heavy, like you said, it didn't matter. Like I felt like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I still had a good view and, um, got to see everything. So yeah, as a, as a parent, I appreciate that too. Also being by the exit was great because then, you know, I didn't feel like I had to have, you know, the spot and then make the track out of world showcase to the parking lot. Um, so that was, that was great. Yeah. I, so when Rhino and I left, it was very, very uh, dead uh, because we recorded our impression video from the World Celebration area. How how was it leaving? I assume everyone kind of left at the same time. So did you feel like World Celebration Gardens now existing made it even more enjoyable leaving because everyone wasn't funneling down the same pathway? Yeah, definitely. And uh, we stopped. Um, we stopped along the way. We kind of took our time leaving. And uh, basically, everybody seemed to just kind of like get a picture of uh, the Epcot ball before leaving of Spaceship Earth. Um, so that was kind of cool. And it, it really was beautiful. That completely changed uh, my perspective on some of the renovations that they've done and World Celebration Gardens. So it did. It kind of helped to so everybody wasn't just doing a mass exodus for the exit or, you know, for the gift shop. Um, so that was cool. It seemed like people and I don't know if it'll continue to be that way. Um, you know, is World um, Celebration Gardens. People get used to it a little bit more. But um, yeah, people were kind of hanging out and that was that was nice too. So um, also uh, PhotoPass was out um, in World Celebration Garden. So that was cool. Like there were multiple spots you could get a picture. So we saw a lot of people doing that as well. Yeah. I think that one of the issues with World Celebration Gardens is at night it is beautiful, but uh, the parks just aren't open long enough to really take full advantage of. But uh, it was pretty stunning getting to be in that area, especially once the points of mm-hmm. light started on Spaceship Earth. Uh, the way that it played into the shows, uh, just just a perfect use of color. And uh, so, like, if you're watching our video version of the show right now, you know we're seeing the the Wish show, the Asha singing or whoever sings it, uh, all the different characters from Wish singing, and you see how it. Uh, you know, it plays together with the lighting Epcot emblem on the ground, as well as the big tall pillars that everyone was wondering that morning, like, how are they going to play into it? Well, we know. Uh, and then even further up by Walt, they placed all these small, like, little mini points of light into the ground, into the mm-hmm. pavement that were also uh, working alongside this show. And so I feel like they made it very, very cool to watch from this area, like, almost so much that 
they are now giving people a reason to not have to go to the front of Spaceship Earth to be able to watch these shows mm-hmm. and they can just kind of hang out in this area and and the Celebration Gardens and, and take it all in from there. Uh, but the bad news is I I did get to talk to some of the Imagineers uh, as part of that, that first night when we were there for Luminous and Celebration Gardens. And it makes me... It, it makes me concerned for this area overall that uh, they don't have any idea what they yeah. want to do with it because uh, so oh. they, you know, there there's always keywords to listen to when they're, they're discussing these things. And the main trigger word that kept getting me or trigger phrase was they said, well, we've uh we've turned over this activation to ops and so that that lingo is for people who don't know or if you just want some behind the scenes with it is that means with these the decision of world celebration gardens a lot of that was either designed by imagineering completely or with very little uh discussion with the park ops involved uh so ultimately Mm -hmm. they built an area that they wanted to build and then it's their job to turn it over to ops uh theme park operations daily operations to figure out what they want to do with it so like they were flat out saying like i asked like okay well when is it gonna when's there gonna be a time where you're gonna have like a wine beer uh other other little pop-up kiosk set up in there and they're like well you know we turned it we turned this over to ops just today so they're gonna have to plan some stuff how they want to get that in here and the same thing was happening for uh for flower and garden they're like well we designed it in mind that operations can definitely use this area and there's so many little activation points that they can use for flower and garden it's like shouldn't these be conversations happening together like theme park operations Mm -hmm. saying yeah this is what we need. This is what we want to work on. And this is what, what we want to use. It'll utilize the space for it. Now design us a space that works with that. So, um, sorry. I was like, have you, I've, I've been reading about, um, I've been reading some stuff online about this area. Um, but also, I don't know if you saw the light show wasn't doing those effects the next night. It was just staying bright white light. And I don't know if they said that was a safety thing or something. And then they, that they said the, the pylons weren't going to change color anymore. And one of the lights was already out in the ground. Wasn't oh, working. The lights were out yeah. in the ground on day one when <laughs> we were standing around there, uh, and filming and taking pictures and stuff. I looked down, uh, I was with Brooke and I looked down at my foot and I was like, there's a light out. And I mean, it was only on for 20 minutes. Granted, it would have been it wasn't working behind the walls for we don't know how long, but that's uh, this stuff, too. I'm like, how long is it going to take to fix this when it happens? Or is this going to be things that like like the pylons? I feel like those can be fixed easily. But for the in-ground effects, are they going to go out and just never never come back on eventually like is this just a temporary thing that once again imagineer said well we build it it's your job to fix it like is could that happen i i hope not that seems that seems insane like you said where it's just kind of like oh we built this structure dropped it in a park and we're like figure it out everybody like that's like how many years have you had to think about this and you're just now trying to figure it out well, so right. I was reading, I was reading, um, online too about the area where, um, 
uh, somebody was like analyzing it and they were saying that what they've noticed is a lot of people that are reacting very positively to the area, you know, who are like, oh my God, this is gorgeous. This is great. Um, are people who don't have, don't, maybe don't live in cities, but also don't have like public areas around them. Um, because they were saying that a lot of the architecture mm-hmm. that is present in this, that Disney's trying to be like, look at this architecture. They're like, this is present in a lot of major metropolitan cities that have these really, you know, unique that have these, these sort of spaces, you know, and, and where we live in Orlando, we don't, we don't really have stuff like that here necessarily Mm -hmm. per se. I mean, not to say that we don't have spaces, but it's just, it's not like that tight. We don't have a city that's like that, like, like Seattle. I think you'd find it like somewhere like there or, um, you know, maybe like Chicago or something. Um, yeah, but not to interrupt you there, but no, 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 you're fine. I I think, I, I think that also like completely negates the fact that Orlando is barely a city and i'm not saying that as an insult it's just compared to any like no growing up in pittsburgh pittsburgh felt like a massive city so you needed some some green space there just being in new york the last week Mm -hmm. like that's a massive city that needs central park or something like it orlando like you don't need that because as soon as you get like half a mile outside the city you're basically just in suburbs and you go another five miles right. <laughs> and it's there's green areas everywhere so i i feel like that's also like it, i feel like orlando sometimes people forget like you know there there is so much outside of orlando besides the city and then the theme parks there's there's green everywhere once you get out to where Teresa lives you can't escape the green it's just it's all green it's farms Right. Well, like I was saying, when what I said in the beginning was Orlando doesn't have those. I wasn't saying for that reason. I'm just saying. Can we I don't interrupt have you? A downtown. Yeah. Can I, I interrupt saying, you I'm one more you time? Finish. I didn't. I'm going to let you finish. Be, uh, I'm sorry. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I was going to say I don't know if you heard me say that part, but we we don't have. But Craig's right. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I mean, we don't have that traditional. Like when you're in Boston, you're in a city. Like in in Orlando, our downtown isn't like the heart of the city it's not it doesn't it's a very sprawling very sprawling area so like we don't have spaces like that but that's where it's like you know it's interesting how they've kind of incorporated that sort of design work into the park and and for me you know somebody who like we don't have that i'm kind of like oh well it looks cool you know what i mean like right curvature of the benches yeah. how they blend into the walkways you know stuff like that and you know and so it's interesting how that sort of like, I guess where you come from, how that shifts and changes your perspective of these new spaces. You know, it's, I like, I like looking and hearing other people's opinions in that because of that, because it's like, Oh, I, I, because we don't have that space here, don't see that regularly. So for me, it's kind of like, Oh, that's really cool. And for some people they're like, well, that's what it looks like outside of the building I live in. I'm like, Oh, Hmm. okay. I do feel like it's kind of a romanticized version of Epcot where it was like, okay, Epcot was supposed to be a community, not a theme park. So I feel like, especially, you know, talking about the Imagineering perspective, I'm sure that was kind of this like thought process of, okay, how we, how can we connect these things and pay tribute to Epcot? I'm guessing is what happened. Uh, One thing I kind of forgot about um, when we were talking about last week was that there is going to be a place to meet characters eventually and so I, you know, looking at a second time, it's like, it is a lot of space. So I'm assuming, I mean, they're going to have to put 
right? Some sort of pop up, something there, because um, yeah, otherwise it, it's under underutilized. But and I think too, it's you know, and I know this is not the people listening to this podcast, but. For the average day guest, I think they're just going to walk through and go, oh, yeah, you know, right, yeah. this yeah. was nice. I don't remember this being here last time, you know. Um, so, yeah, t- that, time will tell. But I think it, I, de- I definitely see the Imagineer maybe disconnect where it was like, okay, we're going to pay tribute to Epcot and we're going to try to connect the different worlds that we have now. Like I went to refer to Future World as Future World and spoiler, it's not really Future World anymore. <laughs> Well, so, you know, I know, too, they uh, the Imagineers, like when we were asking them specific questions about, OK, well, what's this garden section called? And what's that? They're like, it's none of it has a name. Uh, you know, you could call it like this is Communicore Hall Gardens and this is Connections Gardens and this is Creations mm-hmm. Gardens. They're like we're going to let we're going to let the the guests create their own names for the spots. Oh, and I'm not saying this as an insult against Imagineering. <laughs> yeah, right? I want to make that clear the same, same way. I'm not making it an uh, insult of like oh, them building something and then handing it over and saying, good luck. This is, this is what you should, you know, figure out what to do with it. That's just how their company structure is. And something that I think mm-hmm. I hope they start looking at a little bit more closely. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, there's better synergy between the different, different parts of the company running it all. But they, I mean, the same thing I think is going to happen with, with all of this area. I think it's just going to revert back to people making sense of it being like, yeah, we're in future world. And then that's world showcase because mm. there's right now, there's nothing distinct yeah. enough between world celebration, world nature mm-hmm. and world discovery to, to really say guys, it's different areas. It's the same thing. A, it's all the same. A thing. question on that exact same thought, like literally with the words you just used, Craig, I was going to ask you guys, <laughs> am I the only one? I have a lot of trouble, like remembering the new names and which oh, I, I can tell you. I, I don't I use them at world. all. It's future <laughs> world and world showcase, because <laughs> that's as far as I can get. I cannot get into the neighborhoods and the names and it, there's no way there's absolutely well, no way. You just said them though, Craig. Right? It was it was I did showcase showcase yeah. nature discovery. Oh God, this the camera thing again. Um, and then what's the other one? <laughs> world nature, world celebration, <laughs> world discovery, world showcase. Yeah, Not I don't. I don't think I understand. Like, like, I guess yeah. I get it. Where you're like, why did they need to be called that? I don't know. It's it, it, the it names don't. They don't work. I guess. <laughs> They just don't feel like they come together. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that's my problem is that it seems like a weird, like it's hard to remember, but I also, this is coming from the guy who sometimes can't remember what the, what the order of like an Olympic medal goes like gold, silver, bronze. Yep. That is true. So I (laughs) guess I can. Never mind. It's just that I feel like it would be easier. It's easier when a park is established with the different names uh, because Mm -hmm. you learn it, you grow with it like Magic Kingdom, Disneyland. No one questions if you add one on. It's fine. We can we can readjust. But uh, when you just boldly change the name of like a park or an area, that's when it gets harder. And that's why there's still a group of us that still say, oh, you want to go meet at MGM Studios later? And Mm -hmm. it's just completely normalized, (laughs) even though it hasn't been called that. Now in I don't even remember when they changed the name of the park. My mom that. will it's, never not call it MGM. Never. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, 
So this one, I feel like they're having a tough, they're going to have a tough time with it because it's just, it's going to be so hard, but eventually it'll all cycle out. People know it better. It's just changes, a weird, weird changes right. that probably didn't need to happen. Maybe Strange not. Things it, are happening to me. Yeah. It, it didn't even need to be called like future world. I get it. Doesn't make as much sense with the new idea of the park. Right. Why not just call the entire front of the park world celebration in the back part yeah. world, <laughs> world celebration in the front world showcase in the back. Yeah, it's the mullet of theme parks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except flip it around. You wait, show. No, yeah. Well, okay. Wait. I guess you yeah, showcase the, the mullet. So <laughs> mullet in the. Yeah. It's it's all fine. It's it all works. It all works. But um, it's just it's extra for Disney fans and non fans to learn and have to be confused about. But uh, unless we have any last minute thoughts on this entire area, we'll we'll kind of get circle back around to it at the end of the show. Uh, I just want to move on to some quick Disneyland news because they gave us an update on what is happening with Haunted Mansion out there. So uh, they announced earlier in the year that Haunted Mansion would be kind of getting updates to their queue, uh, new elevator system installed to get oh, nice. uh, to get guests up and out of the uh, uh, out of the attraction that have accessibility needs, as well as like a new exit gift shop area. And that is all starting immediately following the end of Haunted Mansion holiday, which this year is going to wrap up on January 21st, 2024. And then the big uh, process of changing this all begins and uh, just be prepared. Your next, if you're going to Disneyland in 2024, who who knows? Who knows how long this could go on? I mean, I didn't know the attraction was going to be closed. I thought they were just like because the the concept art um, that if you've seen it or if you're watching this, like the I thought from the look of it, I thought this was that back section. You know where they used to have like the fast pass queue when you used to do the paper fast pass, and you would like uh, so if you're right. like looking at the mansion where the queue would it'd be like that to the left, and I thought they were going to like start in over there. And it was going to be, I didn't know about the elevator system. So I guess the attraction would probably have to be closed for that. But the, I just, I thought it was just modeling the queue. That's why when everybody was talking about yesterday being like, oh, Haunted Mansion, you know, the last day for um, Haunted Holiday. And I was like, wow, Haunted Holiday is going, you know, really late this year. I just was like, that's weird. But I, I didn't know, like, this attraction is <laughs> going to be closed for like a year or something like that. Or at least yeah. a year, right? Well, I, we don't know how long. They didn't say how long yeah. it would be with the entire process. Is it going to be a Disney that works very quickly or is it going to be a Disney that spaces it out? And I mean, obviously, the, they're going to probably spruce up some of the interior of the attraction, uh, helping with the, the entire way you exit that, you know, you can't you can't build a brand new exit with a gift shop and not close the attraction. Same thing with the entrance. Like that, if if you're talking about an average day on an off day, if Honda mansion is only 30 or 45 minutes, you know, maybe they can do construction. But if you're talking like, if you're talking a busy day in spring break where that entire queue is filled and needs overflow area, then it's, you know, you can't build an, a new queue as well on top of that too and have areas closed down. So it's, it's tough, but it's something that we're just going to have to accept that, uh, that Haunted Mansion is going to be, Disneyland's going to be Haunted Mansionless for a while, but well, it'll come back better than ever. We'll be out there before it closes. I think you and you and I for the half marathon. That is true. I didn't think about that. We actually get to see Haunted Mansion Holiday. 
Yeah, oh. that's actually because well, normally we, it would be over before that. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah you should be jealous. So, uh, <laughs> never oh, seen it. Rot, so. So sad. Oh, it's, it's so good. I know, I know some people hate it and like, no, why are you taking away Disneyland's Haunted Mansion for so long? It should be there more often. I, I love Haunted Mansion Holiday. Honestly, I, I could just let it be year round and I'd be fine with it and let Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion be the only one, but don't, you know, no, come yell at I me in the comment section. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Disney like Hill, you'll be dying on. <laughs> well, that's that's definitely one. But okay, let's move on now to uh, what I think will probably be either a very fun section of this show or a very boring section, depending on how much we want to force participation. And that's the <laughs> Walt Disney World report card. And uh, basically, a lot has happened in 2023. And we're going to kind of grade how we think Disney handled all of it, uh, for better or for worse. We're going to stick with Walt Disney World on this because a lot did happen. I know I teased that at the front of the show, but it was like a lot, a lot happened. And uh, going to kind of jump around in random order here with some of the stuff that happened. But let's let's start off with a big one. This year, uh, back in April, after some previews and and soft openings and stuff, we finally got to ride Tron Light Cycle Run, the very exciting, thrilling uh, roller coaster now in Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland. And uh, I, how, I, I guess I'll go first, so that way we all we all know uh, how I'm going to grade this, and then move on from there. But uh, overall, I'm not I'm not going to try to be too positive here. I'm giving this as an A as a solid addition to Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. Uh, it mm-hmm. is maybe not the most thrilling roller coaster out there. It might be too short, as we all know. Uh, but ultimately, they added capacity to this park. They added thrills to this park, and it literally took away nothing else from the rest of the park. So mm, um, I'm giving it an A. What about you, Elaine? Um, I am definitely on your wavelength. I'm going to give it an A minus. Um, when I mean, I am so happy it's there. It took a bazillion years to open and it's finally open. And (laughs) yeah, I, I, when I wrote it, it took, it took a couple months before I was able to write it. Um, just because of my schedule and how many times I've been going down, but, (laughs) um, it, you know, everybody had said, I'm one kind of like what Hannah said that I don't like any spoilers. So I didn't watch any ride throughs or anything like that um, prior to writing it. And so many had people had talked about like, Oh, it's a family coaster, kind of like seven doors, mm-hmm. mind train. It's a family coaster. And <laughs> I felt like it was a little more thrilling than that. I mean, I thought I am flying off this yeah. bike at moment (laughs) but and i was just like squeezing my legs for dear life to hang on but i loved it i thought it was great the minus is because i do feel like it is very short considering that the last ride that opened before it was guardians and guardians is so long that i think we got spoiled by it and this just feels incredibly short um so that's my only takeaway from it Okay, what about you, Hannah? Um, I would give it a solid A, just, you know, just straight up A, no A plus, A, no A minus. Um, same thing, I, I really love this attraction. I'm so happy that Disney 
like you said, Craig, added something to Magic Kingdom without having to take something away. Um, I think it's thrilling enough, but it also, you know, you could talk, like I could talk my mom into writing this, right? Um, and I think she would have a good time. So um, while it's short, I, I think it's a great addition. I'm happy. Uh, Rhino? I was going to give it an A. Like, I know you sent it in our group chat ahead of time. And I was like, yeah, an A. Because for me, I'm thinking about, um, I mean, I definitely agree. It took way too long to build. And the process of like still with the virtual queue is obnoxious. But I'm trying to fast forward like three years into the future, maybe even further, like five or six, seven years later, you know, and this ride's been around for a while. And now it has like a 40 minute wait time, you know, or it'll have like, you know, Space Mountain type wait times and stuff like that. And I'm like, because when I wrote it, I was like, okay, without having to wake up early, without having to do the the whole process of getting, you know, the virtual queue, um, it was just like, I'd come and wait for this ride. I would do this ride again. And like, I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, I like the element of thrill to it. I do agree. It is, it is a little short, but I, I just think in, in years from now, it's going to be one of those where it's, it'll always be like a must do. If I, if I visited Walt Disney world, the way that I visited Disneyland, this would definitely be on my must do list. Yeah. I'll, I'll hey, say hey. our chat's throwing in a lot of bees, like all, all throughout the bees section yeah. beads. Bees? Bees. bees, bees, a lot of bees. So a uh, couple, couple A's thrown in there. One, a uh, one good point here. Uh, where was it? Lori said for the upright seats, the back seats. Uh, mm-hmm. D for that, which I, the, they were very underwhelming riding that compared to the bike seats. But I understand that's how some have to ride it. So you know, I, I, I understand why say- it's all over the place. And let me just say, I appreciate those seats, um, not just for the people mm-hmm. that physically need them, but when we, when I wrote it with my kids, um, it was myself and my three boys, and we all got on. And my middle son, he got on, and he's like, "Nope, I cannot do this." Like, and mm-hmm. this is after he was already locked in, and we were getting ready to take off, and he's just like, "Nope, not doing this." And he got off, and I thought he was just going to get off and meet us at the exit and they actually the cast member asked him she's like do you want to just sit in the seated seat and he's like okay and he sat and he had a fantastic time yeah so even though it's not something that he physically required he had a fantastic time and was able to write it because Mm -hmm. he felt like he was too scared to be on the motorcycle seats there you go i I Extra love points. hearing that story for it. Yeah. So uh, there it is for uh, for Tron Light Cycle Run. Ooh. Yeah, I brought that back. Uh, so next up, <laughs> so we... <laughs> it's going to be annoying by the end of it, but I'm still yeah. doing it anyways. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, you know, it's for anyone who said this show couldn't get any worse. We'll find a way. Okay, <laughs> next up on the list, uh, Tron did pretty well, but how did Journey of Water do? Of course, Journey of Water is the walkthrough attraction in world nature, if we had to talk about the neighborhoods anymore. And, uh, you know, it mm-hmm. is mostly an interactive little play area for kids. Uh, but at the same time, too, I feel like it you could lose yourself in this area when you're there at Epcot. Uh, the daytime, it's 
like a nice little escape, but at nighttime, it takes on a whole new life of its own. Uh, I still have not had the chance to take my child through here, so I'm doing this as an adult uh, that doesn't really want to get wet anywhere. I'm going to give Journey of Water for me. I'm going to give it a B minus, I think, but uh, it's definitely... It, it adds some color to the park. It, it has some, some cool features to it, but it's definitely not for me. But uh, Hannah, what about you? So I am going to give it an A plus and I'm reviewing that <laughs> as uh, through. I know <laughs> it's a strong opinion, right? Uh, I am giving an A plus um, from my toddler's perspective. This completely changed the game at Epcot for us because it gives him the opportunity to run around and he just loves it so much. And, you know, when you're a parent and you see your child just completely light up with joy like that, you just, I mean, I just love, I just love it. But I, I do like that Disney added something that is beautiful. You don't really have to wait in line for it. You can kind of come and go. So I think it, it's kind of nice that they chose to mix it up and, you know, it gives you one more thing that you can just walk through and casually enjoy without having to do a virtual queue. Um, but yeah, I, I think now as an adult, I, I would agree with Craig, my, you know, just me going through it myself, my review would be similar, but shout out to all the toddler parents out there. I think this deserves a, a plus plus. Wow. Okay. Rhino, yeah. where do you That's fall in here? Oh, I was going to give it uh, a D um, because I I think it's awful. Um, I hate it. I, 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 but I, I'm going to give it a C because I do acknowledge it's not for me uh, and and that's fine. Um, But I don't, there is like, I'm watching this video that you're playing over while we're talking for anybody that's watching on YouTube. Um, but I have experienced it. I have gone there and like, yeah, there's fun effects and fun things. But when I look at this, like structurally, architecturally, everything that it's doing here, I'm like, this should have been an animal kingdom. Uh, this has to do with like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it doesn't fit in Epcot at all. Like honestly, any park that isn't Epcot, I think would have been a better choice for this. And I know I just said I wasn't going to judge Tron based on how long it took to build. And I'm not going to judge this, that this took an insane (laughs) amount of time to build. Um, But it's just one of those things where I was like, I, I very much appreciate that they have taken what could have been just a child splash pad, which is what was, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. out out over by out front of a, uh, where is it? Not spaceship. Test track. Yeah. Um, and they've like, this is what Disney should be building as splash pads in their park for kids for, for sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying no, but my problem is like, I legitimately, I don't know. It feels like, I don't know that many Polynesian cultures are represented at Epcot. And this feels like a weird way to represent if that's the argument here to represent them. And I mean, I'm obviously not going to speak on that because I myself, am not of any of those cultures, but like, I, I just, I don't know. I, it just, it's not, I don't like getting wet either. And it's wet everywhere in there. And like, I, so I'm just, it doesn't, it feels weird and out of place and I don't understand. And it was probably very much part of a larger plan that was never and will never be fulfilled now. Mm -hmm. So I just don't think I, get it at all and that's okay some things aren't for me and that's just how i feel about it is it okay. supposed to be part of the celebration of nature yes world I nature so. I don't know. okay yeah. 
It, wait, okay. but is it in world so celebration or is it in world be. nature? It's in world nature. It's nature. Right. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. She just said, is it part <laughs> of celebration? It's water. Oh, I thought she was saying, is it the celebration of nature? I mean, like the name, whatever the name of the neighborhood is supposed to be. Hey, this is why, this is one of the reasons why I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elaine, great it. No water here. Aww. I'm telling my son. <laughs> Mr. Rhino said okay. he didn't like it. No, I will happily walk through with, with, with Rory, with your son, with anybody whose kid wants. I, yeah. I will never say a child that you, oh, let's bring the kid over there. That's fine. <laughs> it is where it is, and that's okay. And I'm not one of those people I would ever be like, burn it down. Like, I will happily go through with a kid. I'm not picking a random pick. <laughs> Can we just let Elaine give her grade? <laughs> I'm giving it an A because I Ooh. am looking at it from the point of a parent. And mm-hmm. you it's basically everything that Hannah said. I mean, you are talking about a place that they can go in, they can let off steam, they can run around, they can get wet. Which is a good mm-hmm, thing in my mm-hmm. eyes. Cause when we, when I was taking my kids and they were smaller, I was always looking for where can we get wet? Because it is so hot and that distracts them. Right. And it let it, you just, you needed that break. You need that break that they can just run and play and just let all of that out in that afternoon slump when everybody mm-hmm. is just done and mm-hmm. i think it's fantastic and i think it's I, beautiful i think it's absolutely beautiful i think mm-hmm. i just wish maybe i think it was more open because i don't like that it it's supposed to be a walkthrough right but it, it does a loop and it like comes out right where you go mm-hmm. in so i kind of wish you could come in from all the sides for that for a lot of the reasons you just said like so you could kind of just like come up with your kid you know or something like that so i, I think some of that is weird to me yeah. Well, I never expected it to get two A's. I understand the argument for it, but we got we got two A's out of this. Chat is all over the place in it. I can't I can't even begin to dissect all of this. I probably I we should have been running these. Well, that, I was going to say we should be running poll. the polls, but I don't. Yeah. I think we have like a limit of like four or five, so no. we couldn't keep the minuses and pluses with it. But you know, these are the things you think of. Once you start this all, but I'm going to just give James a shout out here for saying should be called Honey, I Stepped in the Water Play Area. So <laughs> that would have been a nice nod back. But yep, that's it for Journey of Water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that moves us on to our next uh, our next opening, and we're moving on to the restaurant opening of sorts, and that is Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, serving that family-style barbecue in Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Maybe the food's not great, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't really think for the longest time that that Hollywood studios needed any more sit down restaurants. And then every time we're talking and saying, Oh, we should go do a restaurant review, a table service review at Hollywood studios. It's like, Oh, we've done them all because they don't have very many. So uh, mm-hmm. I might've been a little bit harsher on it, but now keeping that in mind, I'm going to give roundup rodeo a B plus. I think it was a welcome addition, but the food should be a little <coughs> bit better. So Rhino, what about you? I think I would I would agree with you. Like I was trying to debate whether I would say A or B, but I'm I I I think like taking that food aspect into account. It's dark 
I like the theming inside. I, I think it's a great place. Again, you know, um, Hollywood studios over the years has definitely struggled with offerings for younger, for people with younger children. Um, you know, and this, especially now that a lot more of like animation courtyard has been still closed and shuttered. Like, I feel like this is a good addition that eats a lot of people. And honestly, like for the, the amount, the, what you get for what you're paying in there is like, I feel like a pretty good solid value. And I have wanted to go back since we went. So they're eating people in there. I think Mm. it's a soil and green. It's a, it's, I, I said, it's a people eater. And I realized how that comes out when you're talking about a restaurant, but yeah, um, that's what the, uh, that's what the plant-based sausage is. Um, but no, I, I, I'd say a B plus. I, I would agree with that. Okay. Uh, Hannah. I'm just going to go regular old B on this one. I think uh, the food's okay. I like the variety. I also like, I don't know this will change, but I've been there twice and each time they let you just have as much or order different options. I think if they were like really strict about, oh, you can only order these sides or you can't try different desserts, that would diminish some of the value for me. Um, I just feel like there's something like missing from it. Like I feel like the price point's okay, but I feel like there should be like characters there. Like it feels like a counter service plus, like it feels, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think, uh, I mean, again, it's another great addition. It eats people, like Rhino said, so it gives <laughs> gives more options uh, for people to sit down and eat. And I think it kind of answers some of uh, the issues with uh, Andy's lunchbox, where it's like, or is it Woody's lunchbox? Who's lunchbox? Woody's lunchbox. Andy's backyard. Really Woody's lunchbox. It really yeah. should be Andy's lunchbox because Woody Woody doesn't have lunchbox. Woody need a lunchbox um, that big? <laughs> exactly. No. Um, but just that outdoor seating and not having an, a, another thing for kids to go to, I think, I don't know. It, it's a good addition. Okay. Elaine Edwards. Shrug. <laughs> so if this report card's on a curve, I'm going to kill it right here with a D. Whoa. Oh. Curveball. Okay. Let me tell why? you why. I think they missed the mark. Um, I, I approach so much of this as that of a parent. And while I think the theming is fantastic, yes. While I think they definitely needed another restaurant in Hollywood Studios, yes. However, when you're coming in there, that it's obviously targeted towards families with kids, especially families with young kids, because those are the ones mm-hmm. that are watching Toy Story every single day and have all of the toys. <laughs> we were that family. Hey, hey, I have all the toys. So, he does. Yeah. I, I do. <laughs> you can't they're not up there's here, but there you are. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, so <laughs> however, there is no kids menu at all. So if your kid is not an adventurous eater, they're paying what fifty dollars to eat some mac and cheese and cornbread? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was like You're forty right. bucks. A tax and Whatever. tip. I don't know. Yeah, tax I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I'm rounding. I'm rounding. Okay. So there is no kids menu. While I do like the family style menu and being able to order multiple things and trying multiple things, yes, I like that. However, 
I can tell you when my kids are younger, there's nothing that they were going to eat there. Um, they, mm-hmm. they need a kid's menu. And even at the restaurants at Disney World that have very limited or no kids menus, you can still order chicken fingers. It's just one, like, even if it's not on the menu, you can always order chicken fingers. You can't at there. They don't, they don't have it. So hmm. there is truly no options for a lot of families. And why is this not a character meal? Why is this not yeah. a character meal? Feels like it should be. Like, when they first opened this, I thought they said it was like, not when they opened it, but when they first announced it years and years ago, that it was going to be a character meal. And I felt hmm. like we even saw that in the renderings that we saw characters. <sighs> I mean, I'm the just, characters it's, are it's, in there. It's just yeah. how you want to interact with them. Yeah, I do. I want to interact That's with them. <laughs> I want to press Buzz's buttons. I mean, like, I just, yeah. Ooh. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I I think that's a bold take. You know, I feel like most of the chat Conmigo gave it and a me. little bit. A little bit higher grades than <laughs> Elaine did. I don't know if anyone gave it as bad of a grade as Elaine did, to be quite honest. But the highlighted comment from this is coming uh, this time around from Patrick Martin saying, see, it should be a crime to serve barbecue that bad in the South. <laughs> mm. uh, I appreciate that you, one. Patrick. Yeah, it's, you know, he's, Patrick's not wrong. I'll just say that. No. Um, I think I'm gonna, I, we can maybe do these next two as rapid fire because I, I, I don't want to go too long on this, especially when there's a little bit more, uh, juicier ones to talk about. Wait, 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 here. wait. Where's the buzzer? What? Where's the buzzer? Oh, my Get bad. The club horn. Yeah. <laughs> We're done now with Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Uh, the next one I was going to mention, because in terms of restaurant openings, it did open. Uh, Shiki Sai over in Japan, and for me, this was expensive. Uh, the food was good. Uh, it just replaced a restaurant, really, so I don't have merits to give it on that. And it replaced a boring restaurant, so I'll give it like a B for that. But that's it. Where was that room? That was the main dining room. We didn't eat in the main dining room. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, that looked cooler than where we were. <laughs> it was. You should have walked through there. But yeah. uh, B. 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 Did either Bell of you Bell. eat at it, Hannah or Elaine? No. Okay. No. Nope. Okay. I did have a. Two. I did have a plan to eat there. I had a reservation. I had to back out at the last minute. So I did look through the menu. I watched your guys' review so I could kind of figure out what I was going to eat. Because here's the thing. I don't like sushi. So I am very pleased that they do have a lot of other alternative options. Because most places that are primarily sushi restaurants don't really have a lot of other options that are non-sushi. And I do appreciate that they do actually have a very large menu with a lot of options. So I already had picked out what I was going to order and everything. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if I grading it without being there, we'll just, we'll just give it an A. Oh, no, no, no. You can't do that. No. It's an incomplete. It's an incomplete. Yeah, you come I was, was going to say, what teacher gives you yeah. an A for not being there? Yeah. You, okay. Ooh. Okay. Let me quote my sister that she <laughs> says you start every semester with an A. It's your job. To oh, I have there. heard that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a nice way to think about it. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, the next one is uh, mashup too as well. Uh, big change this past year. Trails End is no longer the buffet. It's now your uh, quick service style uh, with to go. And Crockett's Tavern has added uh, uh, small bites to it. And for me. Yeah, I know Trails End not being a buffet is probably unpopular for people, but I never really liked going to Trails End, so I don't mind it as a quick service, and I thought Crockett's was solid, so I'm giving this one another solid B. It's a good change for me. Yeah, I I agree. I, I would say B because I felt like at um at Fort Wilderness, oh, at Fort Wilderness, um, <laughs> it, I feel like it was hard to just find a place where you could go in and get a couple items to eat and just like mm-hmm. enjoy them because you either had to be doing mm-hmm. the show or the or the you know or the way it used to be, and I think this is a the addition it kind of needed over there. Yeah, I agree with what Rhino said. It needed. I know a lot of people were very sad when it shut down because they loved it. Um, but it, it, every hotel needs an easy, quick service, and not all of them have them. And this needed that option. Uh-huh. Anna? I'm going to throw a curveball and say a C. I love Fort Wilderness so, so much. And I miss the buffet. It gave me an opportunity to go over to Fort Wilderness if I wasn't staying there. Um, I will say the caveat to that is I wish they would have just done, I don't, I, I'm not sure how they would have done it. I just wish we could have had both. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know something about, I don't like the, uh, design choices. Like it just, and I don't know, I guess Fort Wilderness is going that way with the new cabins, but it just, I don't know. It's weird. Like you can see some of the old stuff and then you can tell they were just like trying to, make it work with the structure that they had, but I don't Now I'm feeling bad about the C because that, that fried chicken deserves an A, but I'll, I'll stick with the C. Yeah, the, the grades were submitted and they were in. So, okay. <laughs> now we're getting, we're going to step away from food. We're going to step away from food and talk about another big uh-huh. thing that came back in 2023. And that was the return of happily ever after. Uh, a lot of people said, as we were talking about Luminous, when I said there's no perfect fireworks show, they said, what about Happily Ever After? Uh, no, it's not a perfect fireworks show for me at all. It's There's a lot of flaws in it. Uh, it's a good fireworks show. <laughs> it's not a great one. I will stand by it and say, Happily Ever After, I was happy when it was here. I didn't need it to come back so quickly. I would rather Magic Kingdom goes on a rotation where they just will randomly choose Happily Ever After. Maybe they choose Wishes <laughs> for a couple months. Maybe go back to Enchantment. I would love to see that. So for me, Happily Ever After returning, it's like a C plus. I've only watched it twice since it's been back. I have no interest in dealing with crowds to see that show. But what about you, Elaine? I completely agree with you. Um, I will go with B. And the reason I'm going to give it a little bit higher than your C is because it is um, less um, projection heavy than Enchantment. Enchantment had a lot less fireworks and a lot more of that relying on the projection and the narration. And here's the thing. I, I think, like you said, I think there needs to be a rotation kind of like what Disneyland does. I mean, Disneyland Mm -hmm. is changing out their nighttime entertainment constantly. And I 
why can we not have that? Why do we have to have the same thing for 10 years or longer? You know, Thank I you. am not, I am not one that I am. I don't, I know, like, I know people are coming at me with the pitchforks, but I am not one that is hung <laughs> up on this show. Like, there mm. are people that are so hung up on this show, and I am not one of them. I love fireworks, and it's a great show, and I will sit and I will watch it. I will sit and watch Enchantment. I will sit and watch Wishes. I will watch all of them. But Will you watch it in a box? Sorry, it just, I heard the, it just felt like it was very Susian for a second there. Um, So yeah, it can have a B and it's great and great. We'll watch it. Great. Sure. Whatever. Hannah. I'm going to say a plus. Um, And when this first debuted, I was kind of mixed. I know I was kind of mixed emotions on it because I really loved wishes, but I'm also one of those guests where it's like, I just hang on to the past. Like it's, it's very hard for me to move on to something new. Um, But I will say enchantment was trash. And the fact that like Disney actually listened and was like, I I just feel like the fact that they listened, I got to give them an A plus. They're like, you know what? We'll bring it back bad on us. I feel very strongly about how sad the 50th made me. So I was just happy to see it back. Um, yeah. So a plus I'll stick with it. Rhino. A plus you already knew it. Elaine was literally describing me. So it's fine. I am a hung up on it. Um, I don't feel like in that initial run, I, I, I do agree with what you both said though. I do not think a show has to stay around for 10 years for everything. Mm-hmm. I would love it if this was a thing that could rotate in and out. So like yes. I love this show 100%, but I agree with you. I don't want this to be the show for 20 years. I want this show and I want a different show and I want a different show. Like I I love when we're at Disneyland and it'll randomly sometimes be like these are the 50th anniversary fireworks and i'll be like oh cool i never mm-hmm. came and never got to see this so i have no idea what this is like you know I-, I love those sort of moments i wish walt disney world would do that as well and i get it's not as easy here maybe and stuff but um but i do genuinely like i enjoy this whole thing like beginning to end and i love the song and the music and everything like that and like mm-hmm. um i'm not i don't you know i I like this better than wishes. I'm one of those people, so it's fine. Oh, I I will let you all have your feelings on it. Elaine and I were in the same place here. I will not stand for enchantment bashing because I feel like (laughs) enchantment was a better version of Disneyland's wondrous journeys. And everyone's still losing their minds about that until it comes back. And once they added the Walt portions ah. in the beginning, they finally made a better show with it. Yes. And it, it took too long. I will admit that the show by itself needed that extra. And once they did it, I think it came together in a better way. But I, you know, it's it's neither here nor there. The one thing that I cannot say enough, I am so tired of the idea that, oh, Walt Disney World is for like one time only vacationers. There are so many mm-hmm. people who come to Walt Disney World now four yeah. or five times a year. Disneyland yeah. might be a locals park, but still you hear like I know from people I know in Southern California who are like, oh, we can't afford Disneyland. We go like one day out of the year. And that's still considered a locals mm-hmm. park because they're not really traveling far to it. It's, it, But they still switch it up and keep it different because 
of that mentality. Walt Disney World is everyone has made it such a home destination that I feel like it is a locals park. So maybe, maybe, you know, don't switch it around every other year or anything like that. Let, let these shows have a limited run, say like two years, plan your vacation around that. And then we're going to switch it up and then you can come back and see it again in a couple of years when it returns. I'd be, I, I just, I'd be fine with that. You know, make sure I, I people like, know, I, but I, I just, I, and I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think that I, I, I think I was actually thinking about this the other day with what you said about the, that the mentality of this being the one and done family vacation needs to really go away because how much more and how much more present we see annual pass holders everywhere. I mean, look at the first day of any festival of anything. Those are all people. A lot of times those are a lot of people who live here who are making it that extra crowded, not the vloggers. Yeah. And I also will say too, I I know (laughs) there's, there are once in a lifetime people, but, also, too, if they're not coming on stop, then they don't have the mentality of, well, Wishes was better and this is better than. Yeah, because they only see the one and they move because on. Because there's, <laughs> in, maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. They can right. watch videos and know that's the show I wanted to see. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to start uh, fighting over it, but all I'm saying is Walt Disney World is visited by so many people so often that it should be changed up more often and just let, let, more new shows come into existence. They've got the stage. They just need to express it. But man, that was a battled one. Battled. <laughs> this next one, I think it's going to be pretty easy for all of us. It's kind of a roundup of uh, Disney really put a lot of thought and effort this year into character meet and greets. So uh, not only did we get Moana once, we actually got her twice with <laughs> new meet and greets. Mirabelle took over in Magic Kingdom and added a little Encanto magic there. Figment returned to Epcot with that tiny, tiny neck and small head that I wish I never had to ever see again. Uh, Asha from Disney's Wish popping up in Epcot as well to meeting people. And then Mickey and Minnie in their 100th outfits with that. Wow. Whoever that is in there. Who, Who did you leave out of these characters? Which one did I leave out? The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, yeah. Oh shoot, yeah. I didn't. I listen. I apologize on that one. I just did not. I I sent a list, but I don't know if I included all the meet and greet people. So and then yeah, you're right. Little Mermaid too. Ariel. So wow, that was six six meet and greets then this Mm -hmm. year that were added. So that's kind of huge. That's an A plus in my book. That Disney is keeping us with uh, plenty of meet and greets. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I want it to be on that level of Disneyland with like the I know, you know, how like every time a new Marvel show or Marvel movie comes out the next day, they're in the park. And I was like, I appreciate yeah. that we got like Asha here ahead of time before the movie and stuff like that, because for a second you were listing characters. And I was like, oh, good. We got all these characters five years after their movies came out, you know, and 20 wow. years later with Figment <laughs> and stuff. So the Little Mermaid and Asha, we both got when the movies like came out. Yeah. So that that. I can't say that that always happens, but it is nice when we get those characters in, in conjoining with the movies like that. Hannah. Right. I would say an A, cause I feel like it was a good year, but I feel like they could build off that momentum. Kind of like Rhino was saying with like, you know, how DCA handles the Marvel characters. So I think, I think it was a good start. Okay. Elaine. Um, I agree completely. We'll go with a, um, I do wish that 
we did kind of get characters a bit quicker that just like Rhino said, like, why do we have to wait five years just to make sure that people like this character before we get them? Yeah. Um, and the fact that they need, why are they announcing a new character coming like six months in advance? This is what I want to know as far as Disney mm-hmm. world. I think when they it's announced Mirabelle, it was like six months in advance before she yeah. was actually going to be there. Like, why are we wait? Like, why are we waiting that long? Well, they have to build that human to here. Whereas <laughs> with Disneyland, it's literally like, okay, starting tomorrow, this character is there. Wait, we for- we forgot Mando and we Grogu. We forgot Mando and Grogu. I know. Yes. I know. I know. I was going to say. I was like, there was uh, another child. one from a show. Well, and that's why and TJ that's like- is correct here at Disney World. We have the meats. Works for Arby's. Works oh. for Disney World. <laughs> Sorry. Does it work for Arby's? <laughs> um. Yeah. A lot. A lot. So should be faster, but you know what? A's A's all around. The A's have it. Here, here. Uh, one that I don't know how to feel about this, but. Hey, in the year of 2023, we finally got trams back at the last two parks. So now we have trams from the parking lot at all four parks. I'm going to give this as an I I don't care. Like I I know the trams are important you when courteously. I I don't yeah, no, I'll give it I'll give it a C because I really I don't care, especially with Epcot and <laughs> Epcot and uh and Hollywood Studios. I feel like both of those parking lots extend so long wise that by the time you walk the entire length of a road to get to the tram, you're like, well, just freaking walk to the front of the park now. It's only, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. sometimes I've walked further lengthwise than I will going to the rest of the way to the park. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's just, it's like, I don't, I don't care. Those, they could have never come back to those parks and they would have never had an impact on me. But Anna, (laughs) I'm going to give it a C just because it took too long. Like, I feel like this is one of those things is like, why, why are the trams not here? And I feel like they also like teased it for a while too. I don't know if Disney parks blogged it or what. Um, also, I don't know. This is now I'm just like throwing a, another curveball. but do you guys remember the, um, the Hollywood studios guy, the tram guy who would do the Hollywood studios. He would like, it was a party on that tram, okay? And he didn't come back after COVID, and that makes me sad. That was definitely oh, like an MVP. Dead. I don't I don't know, but he, he was a gem, and so I think about it every time I'm at studios. I'm like, I would get on the tram if he was working. So I don't ride the tram. So, see. Okay. <laughs> I don't ride the tram because that one, that one cast member. Yeah, Rhino. he made magic, okay? Bold. No, I... I think I'm with you, Craig. It doesn't really affect me necessarily. Like, um, and I agree with you, Hannah, hundred percent. It should have come back sooner, but I think it's an A, uh, A plus option to have here for anybody with mobility issues that may need it. But I, mm-hmm. I do True. agree. The two parks that they took forever to bring back, you were like, well, by the time you're in the tram, you're already at the front of the park. So it's, it's a weird, <laughs> it, it's just, they're in weird parking lots. That's all. So yeah. yeah. Elaine, do you ever ride the tram? Or do you, when you stay on property, uh, has, do you bus? It has been a very long time. Usually I am um, just using on property transportation. There's been a couple of times in the last couple of years where we've, um, I've been with somebody that had a rental car and we would drive over, but we would always just walk because there wasn't a tram option. And 
it was fine. I, you know, back in the day um, when I was coming with my parents, we would always ride the tram. I'm, I'm for a tram. Put them out there. All the trams. Give it an A. Give me all the trams. So we'll, we will change it. it. They passed. They passed in this situation. It's not a fail, but maybe it doesn't, you don't need the grades for it, but trams. <laughs> I feel like there should have been a honking or something for that one. <laughs> yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the wrong honk there. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we're going to get our first F thrown out here today as a massive failure mm-hmm. and not for the reasons why you think so in 2023 we lost one of the greatest things that ever existed at walt disney world the star wars galactic star cruiser and losing it is a big f for me yep. and my book i i miss it dearly not as many as uh not as much as some other people out there would but uh it was such a one-of-a-kind experience and uh man man i wish wish it was still here so f failure f Rhino. i don't think they should have closed it i th- i think they should have could have reworked it and kept the mm-hmm. idea of it and it and that that aspect is like what really bums me out the most is that we've lost one of those truly really interesting types of storytelling elements that i was like i i hope they don't tear it down i don't think that's i think they probably have to but so i think it was just kind of short-sighted so that's why yeah. i give it a yeah. give it an f elaine i know you did it so what oh, yeah what would you say? A hundred percent F for closing it. It, I mean, here's the thing. I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, we knew it wasn't going to work. We knew it was going to fail, whatever. But what it actually intended to do, it was successful. Mm-hmm. They hit a complete home run on what they were trying to do. That experience, right. when I, when I, I mean, when that opened, my kids are like, we're going to do that, right? And I'm like, we would definitely do that. We can't do it for several years because we have to save for it because it's a lot of money. But I guarantee you we are going to do it. And I was very, very blessed that I was given an opportunity to do it through Dreams Unlimited Travel. But it, it I have tried to just explain to people what it was and why it was so great. And you can't even... You can't even do Mm -hmm. that. It was so great. And I am so sad that more people did not have the opportunity to do it before it closed. Because I know there was people like me that are like, yeah, we want to go, but we really need to save up in order to go. And now they couldn't do it. And it just, it really does break my heart because it, it was an amazing experience. And the people who are rooting for it to close, I don't think you, I don't, I think that's very short-sighted in that attitude because I don't think what you also probably lost in that process was that if this had been very successful, I mean, and and I agree with you, Elaine, they completely succeeded in what they set out to do in terms of that, Mm -hmm. but people wanting it to close just to prove a point to be like, hi, I would never work. Well, you know, what you probably lost out on, did you ever think like this would have extended to other properties? Like someday there could have been a literal haunted mansion experience that you could have had like dinner theater and gone and stayed in and there would have been a ghost in the room and stuff like that i always think about that we lost out on what could have been the next fleshed out version of that and so like we'll never get it now so people who are like yeah i'm like okay well you know what i appreciated that they were doing something new and different 
and now we're not mm-hmm. going to get it. So, mm-hmm. and what what really breaks my heart too is the cast members because that yeah. was a whole different level of mm-hmm. cast member that was in this experience. I mean, there are. I mean, I'm not one that you know. I come back from a cruise and I'm following my cast member on Instagram that was my server or anything like that. I am not that kind of person. <laughs> I don't. I don't get to know cast members. I don't have favorite cast members just because it's just not who I am. But I Anna. will tell you, I did immediately <laughs> um, become friends with several of the cast members um, on board and that we talk regularly on Instagram. And it really broke my heart for them when this opportunity was taken away because they just, they were doing what they wanted to do. They really, really, really mm-hmm. were. Yep. Uh, Hannah? So I did not get to experience it. So I am one of those families that because of the price point, it was kind of like, well, let's save up or let's see if there are ever any discounts offered. And so, yeah, I, I never got to experience it. I would have loved it. Um, we're big Star Wars fans. And I could have seen that being something that my son really loved it you know, at some point when he was a little bit older, um, it was one of the last cool things I did at Disney was sit in on the uh, focus groups for it. And um, yeah, I feel like Disney really listened to a lot of that feedback and is what was incorporated. So like Rhino said, I feel like it could have been a great opportunity to extend that concept um, to other things. So yeah, I just... I'm hoping, assuming it comes back and I have the opportunity to do a version of it. Um, but it, it makes me sad. Like I drove by it yesterday and thought, okay, well, I, and especially as a big Disney fan, it's rare to like, oh, I just missed out on that. You know, like it's like, oh, okay, well, yep. maybe eventually it's like, well, nope, it's gone. So it's just um, the ghost of Yoda. Yeah. Could, yeah. Hmm, force ghost. Sad. <laughs> well, incomplete for you since you didn't do it. Sorry. Fair. That's all right. Still sad. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it better. Um, <laughs> or does it? Does. Uh, anywho, uh, moving on, uh, we're going to get to the portion where this is going to start rolling along a lot more quickly here. But uh, remember that time there was a bear in Magic Kingdom? <laughs> How did Disney respond to that? I'd say... Was this during gay days? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I believe that's <laughs> Tom Bell. The country bears. <laughs> Tom Bell escaped in there. Um, now, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like it took them way too long to get the park reopened after capturing a bear, so I'm going to give them... Uh, uh, they got a pass for getting the bear out, but a fail for taking so long. Hmm. Well, for hmm. letting a bear in. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Well, how do you keep a bear out? <laughs> I don't know, but it feels like it's one of those things they we should be prepared for. The bears. <laughs> do you just leave yeah, honey like, circulating the property? <laughs> I don't know. That's like fairly common in Florida, though. So I don't know what the protocol like normally is or just people are a deterrent. But I know people that um, were here on vacation and like their day was messed up. And it was like... Yeah. You know, they're one Magic Kingdom day and they're like, oh, well, I didn't really get to do most of the park. So I, I don't I don't really understand that either. I, 
I would like to give them bonus points though for the fact that they like followed the bear's journey. Like there was like a sweet like post about like, oh, it's okay, the bear's fine. Like, don't worry, he's not, you know, he can cross over the rainbow bridge or whatever. <laughs> Yet. So like, oh. yeah. I would have the had person that set the phone down and then the rifle came up in the other hand. <laughs> Jason's asking, I would have had that bear out immediately. It was not that big of a bear. I would have just get get it in a headlock and you just pull it out. Lassoed it. Yeah. It's like if I ever see an alligator get near one of my dogs, I'm just grabbing it by the tail and I'm going to swirl it which who was the uh, the tall tail that took the like the Pecos the, bill? Uh, no, I think Pecos Bill uh, rode the tornado. I'm talking about the one that like swung what? swung the the hammer. Maybe that was Paul Bunyan. It's okay. Oh, we should Paul watch Bunyan. Disney's Tall Tales. That was the yeah. ox. But I, I think I'm thinking of I don't. I doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's not important. But I'll I'll take care of the bears in my own way. Uh, Elaine, pass fail. Me too. <laughs> <sighs> I don't. Ha- I I don't have any. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't have, have any. Here's my, here's, we're gonna say fail. We're gonna say fail because it got in. Here's yeah. the thing. How how I know I know that bears are very common. Lots of people have them in their neighborhoods, and they see them all the time. I understand and that. But you're talking about how many levels bears will be of bears. security <laughs> and. Like walls and doors and fences and all of that, does the bear have to go through to be inside Magic Kingdom? He earned it. Like that's what I'm thinking. And you seriously? Where is the security video showing how he did that? That's last. I don't think they wanted to show people how he got in to be like, you guys try. And last time I <laughs> checked, bears don't typically carry metal on them, so they would have been able to walk right through that screening point with no issues at all. Uh, so, I don't know why I thought they had adamantium claws and they'll just go <laughs> off like on. Like, <laughs> no, those are wolverines that have yeah. adamantium. Yeah, so uh, understandable mistake. But okay, so the bear, we'll we'll call the bear incomplete. We can't get a we'll, actual. I will say this about the bear: it just <laughs> makes me think of that line in Jurassic Park. Where he says, yeah, John, but if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. And all I can think about is, yeah, but if Country Bear Jamboree breaks down, the bear will eat the tourists. <laughs> like, uh, it could. Very good. <laughs> it could. Could easily happen. So uh, now our last ones, it's all fresh. It's stuff that we've talked about a lot. So we don't have to really uh, dwell on these too long. But Disney Jollywood Nights. I don't know what to grade this thing right now because our first experience was a solid F and then my next experience was like a B. So I'm going somewhere at like a C, I think, just to be to be fair. I have one more night left in me. And I think I think now that I've learned everything that I've done, I can make it another A night. I can make it an A plus night potentially. So um let's see. That definitely lackluster for the first year of an event, but yeah. yeah. Rhino. Well, based on my one experience in F, but I am going back on mm-hmm. um Monday with our friends, and so I'm I'm hoping that experience will I'll have a much better experience this time. Yeah. We'll see. And I don't know, like, do I watch your video before or do I just go in and know to just like steer clear of, you know, of uh Brown Derby or whatever. But well, I just, <laughs> yeah, F, 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 F. I, so don't go to Brown Derby. Just don't go to Brown Derby. I did see that they have, they added or 
they just have a backup piano player because there was a female playing piano in there. So maybe they listened and said, okay, we'll swap out people. I'm not sure yet. That's something you have to look at. But uh, in terms of everything else, it's just I feel like they got crowd management down better. Uh, the shows, they figured out how to load them a lot better. Uh, the food lines decreased dramatically, added characters. So just don't don't try to think too much. Just feel. Mm. Conceal. Okay, Pratt, uh, don't tell me how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hannah, did you get to go? I did not because it was too expensive. Okay. I just think it's just very expensive. Maybe there one you. And I know you didn't go alone. <laughs> you haven't been here since it started. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go. Um, but I will tell you when they announced this thing and they started talking about it, I'm like, okay, I need to plan a trip. Like, mm-hmm. like specifically to go to this because it just looked like, I'm like, this is my event. It was like an, a kind of an adult event and all of the theming and the food and the things that they were announcing. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then everybody had all of the problems on the first night. F. But then it sounds like even by the second night, Disney actually listened and they started making changes. So I think it has potential if they can fix the problems that it really could be an amazing event. So I hope it gets there by the end of it. I'm hoping they do like a, a Grinch style thing where it starts out low and then begins to grow. By the end, it's just a great... Yeah, but if you were that first party versus the last party, I would be kind of ticked about that. I'd be like, well, we paid the same price and you had a much better experience, so... And I understand that. that. I totally understand that, and I agree. And that's why I complained on one of these shows that there's no excuse that Disney, for all the money that they have and you know, put out there into a party like this and how many guests plan vacations around it, there's no reason why they could not have done a test party with cast members only and let mm. them have that night, let them bring their friends or whatever to fill up the park, do a true test of the event, and then make changes before guests who paid to be there start experiencing it. Uh, again, Halloween Horror Nights does it with their team members every single it year. Is. There's no reason why Disney can't do this for events to give them a test run to get into it. So uh, we probably would have went to a different park on that first night, had a different party on that first night had they actually done the preparations and really did a good test run to see what the feedback was and got honest feedback from ops and from the cast members who attended just my opinion there and do we well, think it'll be bad well, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'll give you one more we'll take that back do you we think it will come back next year yes i think so i think so i i think if there's if there's money on the table to be had, I think they will find a way to bring it back. And I feel like they're going to look more at the guest feedback from uh, from like after that second or third party on through the end of it rather than the feedback for the first night. If it was from the first night only, it'd be done already. But mm-hmm. I think I mm-hmm. think it'll be back just a little bit different, perhaps. OK, I'm not going to play the air horn again. It's one and done. But uh, <laughs> so and then Hatbox Ghost finally made it. I'm going to give this one a C because Hatbox Ghost cool. F for how long it took to put Hatbox Ghost in there. Split the difference. We got a C. Rhino. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Elaine. C. I don't care. 
Uh, <laughs> Hannah? I'm going to cheat off your chest because I don't care. Okay. I'm going to give it A. I'm just happy to see him there. You know, like just some love for the Haunted Mansion. I'll give it A. <laughs> okay and then finally uh rounding us out here even though it's the last thing and we've already talked about it ad nauseum but uh we'll say epcot's completion almost near completion between luminous world celebration gardens and walt the dreamer all of those together i know they took a long time i'm gonna give it a b right now and it's all over the place for it world celebration gardens might be like a a c for me walt the dreamer is maybe like a I I don't know maybe like a C plus and then harmony or geez luminous harmonious is like a, a B plus for me so I'm, I'm gonna say it's right right in there this entire edition is like a solid B for me but uh, Hannah what about you I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a solid B as well because I I think it's definitely infinitely better to me than what was there before. So I'm just, you know, glad that it's there. Um, I'm thinking as time evolves, it will too. And I'm hoping it gets better. Um, So I'll I'll give it a solid B. Elaine, incomplete. We, well, uh, uh, I'm going to go with B minus because I do. I'm giving it the minus because when we got the original plans for Epcot, so much of it is now cut. You know what I mean? We were promised all of this stuff that's now cut. And so that's, I'm sad, I guess. Like, I really wanted the Mary Poppins thing. And, mm-hmm. you know. I will never forgive them for letting that go. Right. Yeah. Right. You got to learn so, to forgive. No, I won't forgive yeah. and I won't forgive. You don't tell me how to feel. Neither does <laughs> Epcot. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. No one puts Elaine in the corner. <laughs> you could still go on. They were they were yeah. clapping for you, Elaine. <laughs> Unless you're just I, I thought that yep. was like the end of the thing. It was like okay. They're playing you off. Yeah, um, sure. the credits. Yep. C. <laughs> Well, I didn't think the laughter was going to bring this to such a halt, but I guess it did. It did. There we go. Fantastic. Cool. C. I see what you said there. I see what you said there. I don't think anything that opened really changed the problems the park had to begin with. So, yeah, you're not wrong. But it looks nice. You're not wrong. But it does look better. I will give it that. That's why it's not an F. Mm hmm. Anything okay. is better than the walls. There you go. There you go. So uh, now we've got to move on to our honorable mentions that we're not grading. Uh, it's the longest for- episode we've ever done. It could be. It could be. We we still have an episode next week. Listen, if I did, would have known this portion was going to take that long, we would have just made this a whole episode and said, you know what? No one needs to know about Luminous. <laughs> It'll be around for a while. Make your own opinions. Um, no. Uh, so obviously, Cake Bake Shop and Summer House on the Lake didn't make it in 2023. So um, we're sorry. You couldn't be part of this. Uh, you both get fails. <laughs> so it's, but you know what? There's still a couple weeks left. They could easily make it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, and then might. I, they, they, it might, it might. So summer we'll house see. is more like winter house. 
boom um <laughs> and then i will i will bite my words on it if that happens uh but and then i feel bad i left rosa mexicano off this but i still haven't been i plan on going one day i did but okay what would you Wait. grade it i just sat at the bar though i it didn't like eat i had like one appetizer and a margarita and uh, i'm not gonna lie I don't even know. Is this a Swan and Dolphin restaurant? Mm -hmm. Oh, I went. And uh, yeah, I feel like I always mispronounce it. Is it Berea? Berea Tacos? Berea. I don't know. Berea. Okay, see, there you go. Berea Tacos. Well, um, I may not be able to pronounce it, but I'm a connoisseur of them. And uh, (laughs) they were disappointing. And uh, (laughs) very overpriced. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I have my favorite Berea Tacos. They're at Agave Azul. I feel like they're solid, come with a nice uh, nice side of rice and beans. Mm-hmm. So those are my vote always. But um, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's those are on all the honorables. But Rhino, you didn't give it a grade, though. Neither did you, Hannah. Just grade it real well, quick. Well, I, I only it. I only had the margarita and the and the chips. So grade. it was like grade. fondue or something. C minus, baby. Wow. I'm giving it a D. Whoa. My, okay. So you know how I know it was bad? My uh, waiter was like, hey, do you like these tacos? Then you should go to a food truck in Kissimmee because they're way better. And I thought, (laughs) gee, thanks. I just paid $20 for these tacos. Yeah. So that was, that was my sign. So D, sorry. That waiter was nice. No. I only give it a C minus because at least the margarita had alcohol in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, wow. What a mega episode for us here today. So I feel like we were very fair on Walt Disney World's report card. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, everyone's favorite zaddy, Josh DeMauro and Bob Iger will <laughs> hear all about this and look at the grades and say, you know what? We approve. We approve of the what four random lunatics on the Internet gave us. And uh, we will quickly dismiss everything they said, too. They're never going to hear it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's what that's what they got. And uh, yeah, we hope that uh, you enjoyed hearing us just ramble on about this. So, Rhino, Hannah, Elaine, thank you for having fun talking about this today. I mean, maybe you had fun. I, I know I did. I think we had fun. I had fun. Bye. It was a good show. I had fun. Good. Incomplete. <laughs> and now it's time for the A-plus. chat A-plus. to rate. It's, really, yeah, it's time for the chat and the viewers I'd to rather- rate this show. No, yeah. I don't have the self-esteem for that today, so let's not. <laughs> Just this one. They're going to ignore everything else we've ever done and only rate this one. That's what we hope oh, for. Uh, I'm but, new, so this is not going to be well. <laughs> <laughs> it usually doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. But uh, thank you uh, to the three of you so much for having this fun conversation with me. Uh, thank you, everyone out there, for listening and watching. We truly hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, uh, you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dream unlimited travel get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com if you're watching this on youtube hit the thumbs up subscribe to the channel leave comments questions video suggestions in the comment section and if you listen to this subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us uh, fun ratings and reviews when possible uh but that's it for this week's episode of the Diz unlimited podcast again we really hope you enjoyed it i know we did and we'll see you again real soon next time we get together to chat about disney but for now That's the end, or should I say the beginning of your future. Goodbye.